Hey guys, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast, where you will be inspired, encouraged, and transformed with powerful teachings and real stories of mental health. This podcast is not a substitute for counseling. If you are in a crisis, call or text your local crisis center or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Jesus is in our mental health, and freedom is where we start. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Get ready. Today's show is going to bring you hope. Hello, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. I am super excited to have Luke Askew here from the United Kingdom. Hello, Luke. How are you? Good. Luke is from the United Kingdom, and he is a husband and father of two. He is the CEO of Damascus Experience and the co-host of On the Road to Damascus podcast. So make sure to check them out and subscribe to their show and write a review for them. Luke has actually struggled with depression, anxiety, panic attacks, and suicidal thoughts. And we're going to actually talk about how God pulled him from this and what God is doing in his life today. Thank you, Luke, for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I would love if you could start with sharing with our listeners what life was like before you knew Jesus and what those symptoms were for you and what you struggled with. Yeah, for sure. So in terms of knowing Jesus, I've known Jesus for around about four years. Before not knowing him, do you know what? Life was quite good. Life was quite good majority of the time. Mm-hmm. I loved what I did. Mm-hmm. I was really passionate about the job that I did. Um, and what I did is I was a PE teacher, uh, a sports teacher in yes. schools. And I absolutely loved it. In 2017, basically what happened is I ended up having to leave that job. And the circumstance that happened, it was a big change that happened and it was out of my control. It was one that I couldn't wrap my head around. It was yep. one that I wasn't ready for. I didn't deal with at all. It brought a lot of resentment, a lot of pain, a lot of hate. Um, and for the first time in my life, I just didn't deal with a massive change happening in my life. And I suppressed it. I suppressed all the emotion that came with that, all the hurt, all the questions, or the suppressed it all. And I tried to carry on. But doing that, I then actually went into my next profession, which is still my profession now, which is speaking. I became a motivational speaker and I didn't know Jesus by then. I was going around speaking in all these different schools, speaking to mainly to teenagers, talking about shooting for your dreams, believing that anything is possible. But as I'm speaking this message, I'm still suppressing the emotions that I'm feeling. I'm living a double life. I'm one guy on stage, another guy off stage. Eventually, it just broke me. In August of 2017, I just ended up having a massive panic attack and I'd never had one before. And I was with an ex-partner at the time and it was around about midnight or something. And I just started to hyperventilate and I just started to hysterically cry. And when I say hysterically cry, like that ugly cry, just bawling, crying, but couldn't catch my breath. And this went yeah. for about 20 minutes. And anyone who's had a panic attack before, mm-hmm. it's a really scary thing. Yeah. You can't catch your breath. And- you don't feel like it's going to end. You don't feel like it's going to end. You don't know what's mm-hmm. going on. And at the time, actually, my ex-partner rang my mum to drive over because she was scared. And my mum had to cradle me to sleep that night. And the craziest thing was the next morning I got up 
And I went and spoke at school saying, life's all great. Keep going. I remember I went to the school. I had massive bags under my eyes. And that's what I mean about living a double life. I was on the stage preaching one thing and then hiding another area of my life. This went on for probably about six months, me trying to juggle all these emotions. And then eventually it just got the best of me. And I just started to feel more and more miserable. I lost all motivation for things. Anyone who's listening that has suffered with depression, these are some of the signs, right? You start to lose interest in everything mm-hmm. you're yep. about. You start to lose this motivation. You don't want to get out of bed in the morning. And then you start losing all sense of feeling. As somebody who feels deeply for the world. You become numb. I always used to say that it was like playing a video game. You play a video game and you're the character and let's say you're playing a shooting game or whatever. If you're not feeling any of the bullets, it felt like I was playing a game. I was walking, I was speaking to people, I was interacting with the world. I couldn't feel anything. Mm. I wasn't experiencing anything apart from Mm -hmm. numbness. And this continued and my relationship at the time broke down and I moved to Manchester and there I had another panic attack. And there I got to the place, I would say my darkest place, where then came the point of, I don't know how to get out of this. I don't know if this is ever going to end. I don't know how to best end it. Then came the suicidal thoughts in terms of going, is there an end? Or is it better to end it? I don't know. And it was, for me, it wasn't something that was massively ongoing. Then thoughts, thank God. But they definitely came into my mind for a second in terms Mm -hmm. of, started to realize why people do this because the pain that I'm feeling like Mm -hmm. how how can we get out of it and at the time I was speaking to my mum as well who suffered with mental health herself like with depression and suicide all these things and she was saying to me Luke you need to go and get help you need Mm -hmm. to go see a doctor and I went and I got my diagnosis what did they diagnose you with depression and anxiety yeah and I remember the doctor saying it to me and it was in that moment where I'd accepted the void. That's not mm. what you say. I accepted yeah. that this was the void. This was the thing that I was feeling that I'm mm-hmm. depressed. And I suffer with anxiety and this is my life. That's it. And they offered me tablets, which I turned down at the time. And then they offered me therapy and CBT. And mm-hmm. I accepted CBT, but there was a massive waiting list. Nothing happened after me telling the doctor. Wow. I just went back to Manchester and had all these feelings, which now I felt even worse because now I felt scared because I joined the depressed. So when you got that label, when you say tablets for us in America, we call that medication. I love that you call it tablets. (laughs) This is something I'm not a fan of diagnosing and I'm not a fan of labeling. However, sometimes it can be a means to an end. So it actually can help us. But what happened for you is you accepted it as this is who I am. And this is what I have for the rest of my life. And this is how I have to live. Yes. Wow. Exactly. Now it wow. How do I live with depression? God, and how do I live with depression? Yeah. How do I manage this? There was no sense of how do I break free? How do I live with it? How do I manage it? Is counseling the way that I manage it? Do I speak about my feelings all the time? Do I take medication? Does that yeah. mask it? Is that a plaster? I didn't really understand. But for me, the diagnosis was just, okay, I've got it. Here we go. And then it actually got worse because then came no sense of hope. Then I'd experienced depression, not in myself, but with my mom. I've watched how having depression has ruled her whole life and how she's had moments of real lows and how she's 
never truly been happy or fulfilled. Yeah. So I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going down the same path. Now what? So it was in that moment where then, by the grace of God, I had an encounter with Jesus. Tell me about that. So I was in Manchester and I'd had my diagnosis and I'd just been signed off by the doctor. So after the doctor gave me the diagnosis, he signed me off work. So at the time I was working in like a mobile phone shop because I'd quit my speaking. I just couldn't do it anymore. And I was kind of just making a little bit of side money. He wrote me off for, I think it was three weeks. During that three weeks, I was just sat by myself, contemplating life, dealing with all this emotion, not knowing what to do with it. And my uncle and auntie, who I was living with at the time, left. They went away for the weekend. So I was in the house alone. I just remember having another panic attack, another episode, mm-hmm. going into the back garden. And I don't know why I did it. This is the thing. I don't know why I did it. But I think there comes a time in your life where you come to the end of your will. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's nothing more that you can do. I didn't grow up a religious guy. I didn't mm-hmm. grow up in a religious school. I didn't grow up in a religious home. Did you know who God was? I've heard of God. I didn't know him personally. But you've never heard the gospel. Never heard the gospel. No. Wow. I, I heard about Jesus in terms of the guy who died on the cross, but I never knew or understood it. Got I it. I heard the whole, he died for your sins. Well, what does that mean? Just tell me I'm a bad person. That's how I grew up, understanding it in one sense. Yep. But I was always a guy that believed that everything happened for a reason, mm-hmm. that there was something to life. There's some type of meaning to life, mm-hmm. but I didn't know what that was or who that was. I'm in the back garden and I end up just breaking down and saying literally to the heavens if there's a god can you help me please can you help me because i can't do this anymore i remember just crying yeah just i was done and and then what happened was a great peace fell upon me that was indescribable it was like when jesus calms the storm everything stopped for a moment all worries stopped just for a split moment Mm -hmm. and then i had a thought with authority that's how i describe it wow it was just a thought that came straight to my head and it had authority it bypassed all the depression all the worry all the shit and it was just straight to my thought and it was a name and the name was Haley melanda now to give context on this name was the name of the person was a speaker who was 19 years old. And I didn't really know her that well, but I knew of her. Because when you're in a speaker circle, you kind of know some of the speakers. So I'd heard this name before, but there is no reason in this moment in my life, I should be thinking, it's not like when you have a logical thought, no, like who can help me? It was (sighs) just, I'm broken. A peace falls upon me. Haley Melanda just comes out of nowhere. So I get this thought and I'm like, that's weird. Ignore it. And the thought wouldn't leave me. So it just, just so... kept repeating in my head. It's Haley Melanda, Haley Melanda, Haley Melanda, Haley. To the point where I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do with this. So then what do you start to do? You start to seek and you start to go, right, okay. And then I realized that one of my mentors knew her, spoke to him. And I was like, hey, do you have Haley's number? He's like, yeah, I can give you it. I end up getting her number. So this is while I'm off work. And I basically text her and say, hey, can I ring you at some point? I'd love to have a conversation with you. And she goes, yeah. So I start work and the week I come back off being on sick leave. And on my lunch break, I ring Haley. 
I'm having a conversation with Haley, and she's obviously a speaker and she's said, Oh, I've seen some of your stuff. And I was like, oh, I've seen your stuff. And we spoke like small talk. And then she just goes, why did you want to talk to me? And I said to her, I said, because I'm really weird, but you've been running through my mind all day. Literally, I had this weird encounter. I was asking God to help me and you came to mind. And she goes, do you know my story? And I go, I know that you talk about mental health. And she goes, okay. She goes, so two years ago, I tried to commit suicide. And she said, and just before I was going to take my life, two people that I now know as my mentors knocked on my front door, came in and said that Jesus had told us to come. And so these guys come, who who she knew, they were like friends that she knew, just knew that they needed to check in with her. And they came just at the right moment. And in that moment, she says that before I took my life, I gave my life to Jesus. So she tells me this on the phone. So then I go, what? The guy that died on the cross? Because that's my knowledge of it. What does that even look like? And she was like, Luke, when you ask for God to help you, I'm telling you that Jesus Christ is the person that answered your your question. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, we're going to have to have more conversations around this Mm -hmm. because this is just a bit weird in one sense i was just kind of like yeah whatever like how is this guy gonna help me this historical figure (laughs) i get off the phone i go back down stairs and my manager portuguese guy pulls me into the office and goes hey luke obviously you've just come back off work your depression it's spiritual so i was like do you mean it's spiritual he's like do you know jesus and i was like are you having a laugh i was i was thinking this guy heard my conversation upstairs you know Right. His testimony of how him and his wife were delivered from depression. Oh, God. By by Jesus, right? I'm on the edge of my seat here. Can't see me, but my mouth is like open and I'm just in awe right now. So then I'm like, okay. And then I go on the shop floor and I go behind the till and I'm all over the place. I don't know what's happening and I'm confused and it's all very intense. And I swear, I say this all the time. If there's ever a time where I've encountered an angel, It was at this moment. And the Bible says, welcome everybody in because some of you don't know that you've welcomed angels into your own home, Mm. right? So this guy walks into the shop. He is glowing. Mm. Just an aura that you couldn't describe. A presence. And he walks in front of me and he just has a conversation with me. And he's just speaking to me. And I'm doing what you're doing with me. I'm leaning into everything (laughs) that this guy is saying. And I'm in awe of just him as a person. I couldn't describe what it was. He was just talking about different things about life. He was talking about how he sees life and his perspective on things. And he asked what I did and Mm -hmm. I told him. And we had this beautiful conversation. And then at the end, he just goes into his pocket, pulls out a card. It just has a scripture on it. And he just goes, see you later, Luke. He just walks off. I can't remember exactly what the scripture was. But it was just, again, in terms of scripture from the Bible, boss telling me that it's spiritual and that do I know Jesus? Phone call with Haley saying that she was going to take her life and give her life to Jesus. When I said, God, can you help me? The name that came was Jesus. Wow. And that was in 2017. And then that began my journey of coming to know who Jesus was. But the moment that changed something for me was Haley sent me a song and it was by Anthony Brown and it was called Worth. And um, you thought I was worth saving. So you came and gave your life. 
And as this guy says this song, and I've never heard of gospel music mm-hmm. or worship music, as he sings this song, I'm in the car and I burst out crying and just I'm overwhelmed with what I would now say the presence of God. And I'm bawling. It's like I cried every emotion that I was holding mm-hmm. all out in them words that you thought I was worth saving. So you gave your life. And I was just bawling, 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 bawling. And I remember I pulled up to my friend's house, who's to today is still an atheist, by the way, <laughs> and said, I'm healed. I've had an encounter with Jesus. I'm healed. And my mate's going, what's going on, pal? And I'm <laughs> telling you, I've just had an encounter with Jesus Christ. I'm healed of depression. And from that moment over, I was totally healed. Totally healed from the depression, from the sense of anxiety, just pulled straight out of it. And then came the journey of renewing my mind and learning and, and healing and stuff like that. But the actual depression in terms of the suppressing the chains had been broken and I'd been set free. Wow. Yeah, I am so amazed. That encounter that you had, I did an episode on encounters. I believe that that was deliverance. That's what that was, that you experienced deliverance. Sometimes people think deliverance is like, command out the demon, blah, blah, blah. Okay, no. Yes, it can be. And it can be the Holy Spirit just delivers you through a song. And you yielded yourself to this Jesus that you I'm hearing multiple connections to, I think that he's real and you surrendered and gave yourself to him because you were at the end of your life and he came and showed up. Wow. And he delivered me from the pain that I was carrying. He just took it from me. He took it on the cross and he just said, I've already taken that for you. You don't need to carry that. I'm going to carry that for you. Wow. And he just took it. So for some of our listeners who are I don't want to know if I would use the word skeptical because I would say that was definitely you. You didn't have this, oh yeah, I'm, I'm believing you weren't there. How can they receive that? I think some people are more in the camp of, I have depression and this is what I have and this is my diagnosis and how can it be that easy for him and it can't be that easy for me. And what would you say to those people who they're listening to you and they're like, I want that. How can they access that? Surrender your will. I think the only reason why God showed up was because I said, I can't do this without you. I want you to take over. And then how he did it with me be so different with somebody else. Mm -hmm. And you've already had Yvonne on the show, right? Who was in a moment heals from bipolar, but then also it was a 10 year process also. So like, I'm not saying to everybody, if you do this, Jesus is going to do it the same way he did with me. What I can promise you is that when you surrender your will, he will take over. And when he takes over, he will deliver you from that. How quickly he's going to do it and how he does it will be the best way for you and what he wants to teach you and what he wants to give you. You know, he is our heavenly father. I'm going to raise my son and do things for my son based on how I know him personally. I will challenge him based on how I know him. I will help him as much as I know I can help him and where he has strength, where he has ability. I think the more that we can just surrender and be like, hey, God, I'm trusting you to take over. Now guide me in what mm. you want me to do. Then he will deliver you and he will and, and have that hope and faith that he will deliver you mm-hmm. um, however long that would take. But God will guide you in that. He will reveal that to you. That's a really, really, really good word. What can you say are the steps that people need to take to renew their mind? So what did you do then? 
you're in the word, you're going to church. What were those things that you did that helped keep the healing and help walk in that place of renewing your mind? These are great questions. I think the most important thing is our personal relationship with God. And that sounds such a cliche answer. It's not a religion, it's relationship and, and all of them things. But I think God has worked through my life in so many mysterious ways. I have had more revelation in three years that some people have carried in 30. And also not through just scripture, generally just dropped straight from heaven solid truth and i think for people it's about leaning on god to reveal that truth to you mm. i think we live in a world where there's so much information and so many people's opinions and everyone else's mindset and everyone else's perspective even within the church that we don't allow the holy spirit to give us a unique revelation we often listen to how other people see things and then go, oh, that's what I should think. Oh, that must be true. But I think for me, the things that have really shaped me as an individual or brought total healing or sent me to a new level of glory is just something that God whispered to me while I was washing the dishes. <laughs> Simple, like just learning how to hear his voice, okay. being quiet enough, still enough to say, speak to me guide me, teach me, love me. Mm -hmm. Why am I getting this wrong? Why am I finding that difficult? And then waiting, waiting for a response, asking a question and then waiting for God to answer. And he may answer through scripture. He may answer through a friend, through a sermon. He may answer by whispering in your ear. He may give you a dream, but I do know that the Bible says that if you ask me, then I'll tell you. I think the best way to renew our minds is to ask God to do it for us, to show us what it is that we need to know, what it is we need to let go. And the Bible says that he is the vine dresser, that he cuts off everything that doesn't bear fruit and he prunes everything that does. And in my three years, I went through a honeymoon period with God. He delivered me and it was beautiful. And I was like, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> right. we've, all, we've all been there. And I think these last years, God has taught me in pruning season. Mm. That's hurt. That's hurting a lot. Mm -hmm. Pruning hurts. So I think that if you're somebody now that's in a lot of pain, if you're somebody that doesn't know how to get out, plant yourself on God. Because mm -hmm. as you plant yourself on God, he will dress you. He will start to work on you. He'll start to remove things, teach you things. But this process is one until we get to eternity, right? We'll be made into his image. Mm -hmm. And he will cut off every single bit, every single time in order to get us there. I'd probably say that that's the most important thing. I wouldn't give you a three-point sermon. No, that was, that was awesome. The Holy Spirit is totally in that. He just wants authenticity. What is God doing in your life now? Oh, what is God doing in my life now? I wish I would know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think God's doing a lot of things in my life now. I think often we talk about ministry and all the exciting things. And I'm doing ministry and I'm part of something called Damascus Experience, which is about bringing people and encounter with God, just mm -hmm. as Paul did on the road to Damascus. Mm -hmm. We're partnering with God doing that and partnering with people having encounters with God and bringing that revival. And I'm excited for that. God's always doing them things. God's always looking to save the lost mm -hmm. and to have encounters with people. So I, my ministry is all 
what people have in encounters with Jesus. And that's something that I live for every day. I think what God's doing in my own life personally, he's challenging me. I think God is becoming more and more quiet. So I trust in him more. I also believe that God is choosing me to be his disciple. I think it's interesting when you say when we talk about knowing Jesus. There's a time where I knew Jesus, or I know Jesus. There's a time where I got to know him. There's a time when I believed in him. Then comes the time to follow him. I think I've known and believed in Jesus for the last three years. He's now put me in a place of, are you willing to follow me? Are you willing to give up parts of your life? Are you willing to surrender more and more every day? Mm-hmm. And truly, truly follow me. And that's scary. It's the greatest adventure that I'm ever going on. So mm-hmm. right now I'm being challenged. I'm being in a place of growth. Mm-hmm. And I think one thing that I'd finish with with the listeners is to do with mental health is we all have mental health. We all have to look after our, our minds, right? Mm-hmm. God wants us to do that. He wants us to renew our minds. For me, what that looks like practically is I've just got a counselor, somebody that I go to every two weeks. And I just speak to and I speak about my emotions. I speak about what I'm thinking about. And I make sure that I'm renewing my mind. I'm looking after my mental health. Mental health isn't just depression, anxiety, and mental health is just looking after your mind as much as you look after your body, as much as you look after your spirit. And I think anyone who's listening is look after your mental health and invest in that. Um, That was wonderful. Could you pray for our listeners and even just release what God has done through you to the listeners in the way that God wants to do what he wants to do through them? Yeah, of course. God, you delivered me from the pain that I carried. You delivered me from such a place where I didn't know how I was going to get out of it. God, as I called on you to help me and to save me and to guide me, you answered. Father, there are so many of your children asking for you to help them, asking for you to step in, to deliver them from the pain in which they are carrying. Father, I just ask that you deliver them right now. I ask that you flood them with your presence, with your love, that you deliver them from all the things that they were not called to carry. Father, let them know what it means to trust in you, to surrender their will, and to place their faith in yours. And I just pray for every person under the sound of my voice. I pray healing over your minds. I pray that the chains are broken in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much, Luke. That was such a blessing. It's an honor to have you on the show. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread mental health awareness with Jesus at the Center. You can also check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or my website at HeidiMortensenLMFT.com. See you at our next episode.